Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot and a real nerd Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. I am Ryan. I am joined by the OG Real Nerd, Brad. What up? How's it going, Brad? Oh, just uh, getting a ton of stuff done. And uh, yeah, how about you? Oh, stay, my friend. But we also see a movie every week and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, it was The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Stay tuned where we will recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the film. We also talk about whatever we want when it's done and stuff we've been watching. Um, but, Brad, I want to talk about something that you might have brought up and I just wasn't paying attention. Um, because before we started, uh, High Def Digest posted a review for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Stinkorama Edition. Yep. And um, have you talked about this before on the podcast? And I just wasn't listening. I did. I was like, I, I showed it to you, and you, uh, I was like, look at how cool this is, and you, you just didn't respond at all. Like you were in a, well, another. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know that like meme of you know trying to show like someone you care about like your favorite movie, and they're just not like yeah. giving the time. That's what I was trying to emulate. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I try to talk about it like uh, what we've been watching or something. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Umbrella Entertainment out of, out of Australia did a ter- version of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies release with, uh, like, it comes with, like, a scratch and sniff card, so you can just watch the movie and then sniff all the pungent aromas of New York City. So, like, I, was I on this episode? I don't remember this happening, and I listened to our episodes. I remember you talking about it. How old is this, how old is this release? Like a year or two? Really? I think Fuck. I got it last year, yeah. Because I was reading the review on High Def Digest, and the guy said he just got it so he'd get free shipping for the Rawhead Rex 4K, and um, he said that it smelled like horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> God, like one one of the scents is sewer, another one's weed. Um, you know, I think the only good one is pizza. Um, gosh, I think there's like rat or something. I forget. So does the whole case smell like it though? Because I think that's sometimes the problem with those scratch and sniff things, right? No, I like you have you like you really have to like scratch it and then sniff the card itself to get anything out of it. Mm. Um, so did you put yours like in a Ziploc bag to preserve now? Oh, or no. is it only like a once in a time you'll ever do it? Oh, I like you can scratch it a couple times and like get it back. So it's not like a mm. you really have to activate it. Um, Interesting. Like all the pieces are so close together. Like it, you know. Otherwise, if it wasn't like controlled, that they would just blend into one super shitty smell. Yeah, because it it looks like in the picture on the review, it's 
like postcard size, basically. Yeah, it's it's about you know any kind of postcard insert for any DVD. DVD. Yeah, Yeah. but there's like little discs of each, you know, Hmm. sent in 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 that rectangle, and yeah, you have to really target each one specifically to get the scent and uh yeah and so the movie will like clue you in on when to use it yeah like you'll watch the movie and then like in a corner you know yes sewer lid pops up and it's like you smell sewer or whatever huh um i I, yeah. know, I just thought it was really interesting and i don't know how i missed this or didn't remember you <laughs> talking about it i think um, i talked about it when i said like uh australia like i i Got it at the same time. I also bought Super Mario Brothers on Blu-ray from them. Oh, you you know what? I think I now I'm remembering because we brought up Umbrella before. Yeah, like their their Super Mario Brothers has the, the original box art. Yeah. So I was like, sweet. These are two things I like, and they're doing it. But I want to. The other cool thing about the Turtles release is because it's Australia, they have the documentary with it. So there's actually bonus features on it. Yeah, the so, the reviewer said that's the best part because it's the uh, like the yeah. original making of is what he was saying. Yeah, it's not extensive, and it's actually more of a making of the second movie, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on there. It's more than the other releases have had. So, which I always thought was weird. It's the most successful independent film of all time, and yeah. they haven't released any, you know, like a definitive version of it. Yeah, it's, it's who, hard. Who owns the rights to it? Does New Line? Yeah, which is still Warner Brothers, but Paramount owns the franchise. So I don't know if Warner mm. Brothers is like, well, we don't want to put out uh, something that's going to help their franchise. But at the same time, like Paramount's making it popular. You would just be writing their coattails if you put out. Yeah, you, know, you said, know, they can do it because uh, Warner Brothers and Paramount work together with Scream Factory to put out the Friday the 13th box set. Yeah, so you know, they can do it. I mean, that's just bizarre that's, to me. That's the only reason I can think of that they're not doing it. But yeah, no, it'd I'm, be sure dumb. I'm sure you're right because, you know, I'm guessing New Line wants a huge cut of the film, and Paramount's like, but we're the reason they're still relevant, so we don't want to give you a big cut, and it's you know, yeah, money. But yeah, someone should do it because I also have like as an MP3 the commentary from Steve Barron about about the movie that's never been on there. So it's like you hmm. can put all these pieces together and make a really sweet definitive edition and it'd be awesome if they did a steel book and it was like the original poster art um, yeah. and you wouldn't even have to have you know ninja turtles behind it, it could just be all four of them peeking out from the sewer you know there, there is a minimal trade there the i think the british version is like there's a steel book of that but for some reason they photoshopped like the globe in the background like of earth weird in like into the city so and then there's like no title text it's just that sewer like iconic sewer image and there's like earth behind it i'm like what is mm. this that's weird to me even the the mutant mayhem it's not the official poster which is on the steel book but there's the poster that you used for the episode where i think leonardo looks like he's like dumb in it <laughs> like his face is like who huh? yeah um, it's, it's like uh he's got caught like someone took yeah. a photo and he's like just noticed I mean, it as they maybe did it. that's what they're trying to do with it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's not like a good definitive poster for that movie, but whatever. I'm sure some. Well, I like I like the 40x one. Where, yeah, I like the 40x one. Um, that's why I used it on our post that we're seeing it. It's them all jumping off the side of a building. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they really like, should just uh cuz they did that homage to the original comic, the first comic book art. Yeah. Like in the movie, like they could have done that like rooftop shot and used that. I think that would have been cool. I don't know why Hollywood doesn't listen to us. I mean, we have so many ideas. Well, I guess they they love leaving money on the ground, so I know. Fuckers. But uh yeah. Cool. Uh this week we saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Brad do you recommend Dracula's Voyage Across the Sea? I'm so confused because everyone else seems to love this movie, but I was so bored. I tell you, oh man, I did not enjoy it. It was, uh, I just, I sat there thinking the whole time, like, this is like every bad alien movie knockoff I've ever seen, and it just has Dracula in it. And, uh, these people are dumb, and this boat's not that big. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> why? Why is this happening? Um, and why there's so many shots of this rosary? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I had fun in it. And I think part of the appeal is that they have nowhere to go. And it's a really contained story from Bram Stoker's Dracula a chapter from it, which, um, you know, if you read Dracula, it is a lot of journal entries from different people and this one is based obviously on the captain's log from the Demeter, which you get a little taste of in the film um, of him narrating the story. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought the creature was cool. Um, I liked that it was gory. Um, yeah, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It is like an alien film where there's something happening in the darkness getting people. Uh, we'll get into it. After we play the trailer. The Demeter, on charter from Romania to London. Shipping private crates. Contents unknown. Out at sea with no land in sight. This here is Clemens. He's a doctor. You dress like a learned man. University of Cambridge. I know my way around the boat. Our charter has agreed to pay on us for timely arrival in London. Let me show you the ship. This here is Huckleberry. We don't come with like this to give the yours clear. Demeter is a fine boat, no doubt. the animals all the livestock this looks like a bite search the ship everywhere evil is on board powerful evil Of that bloody thing. 
can kill the cursed thing. He is on this ship, which means we will never leave it. The devil is real. May God have mercy on us all. Yeah, I mean, the setting up this film isn't that hard. It, it is literally, you, you knew how it was going to end, kind of. Um, I guess my biggest qualm is sometimes they take the easy way out with main characters in these kind of films. Um, Bucket that in a second. Um, it is Dracula's voyage from Transylvania to England to uh, Carfax Abbey, which he will soon be. Uh, the owner of and being his reign of terror to London um, and his cargo is brought aboard and the Demeter sets sail on its ill-fated voyage and Dracula gets out and starts killing people and that's the premise of the last voyage of the Demeter and then you um, just watch uh, all these people make dumb decisions and it, it takes place over what like a month or two weeks uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm just—I was just so baffled of like they—they they have all this time and they just can't seem to sh- search every nook and cranny of this very tiny ship. Um, yeah. Um, what else? You know, they did a lot of explaining um, what was happening away. Um, I mean, right away, if I was on board that ship and I saw animals with their throats ripped out. Um, I've been, you know what, let's port. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, they're trying to get around that by, cause they want this bonus and they're so driven by money and greed that they don't see the monster on board. Um, I thought it was shot really cool. I think the Dracula looks really awesome in it. Um, yeah, but like kind of a monster. Yeah, that's cool. But like there were times where. Like they have a live action version of them, which is great, but then there's like a CGI version that's like feels out of like the early 2000s. You're like, oh man, they didn't. You know, that. that's my that's a, like a like my big pushback too. Is there's some scenes where it's a torrential downpour and they're using you know lightning and all of a sudden Dracula's behind them and he looks like how I picture a live action man bat looking <laughs> from Batman. Mm. Um, but you're right, and then he crawls away and it cuts to this CGI which is so unnecessary, especially because they do the gore effects are practical too. So when they do that, it's so unnecessary. I, you know, that's my biggest complaint sometimes with CGI is they use it because it's convenient instead of just making the shot look cool. Cause you really couldn't have the dude crawl across the deck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, like, why is this shot? Because the one I, that stuck out, I mean, for the most part, I thought it was pretty cool. But the one that stuck out for me is he's on the deck. He shows up behind a guy. He doesn't kill him, but he's stalking him. And then they do this um, kind of over-the-shoulder shot of looking at the actor in the foreground, and Dracula crawls across the deck. And then he crawls across, and it's CGI. Like, I don't understand why that has to be CGI. Yeah, I guess you have to be on set to understand. And there's also yeah. like, I, like later in the movie, they explain like, because Dracula could have killed all these people within like the first hour <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, oh, he was like rationing uh, all of us out to, you know, so he could 
feed through like the whole voyage. Um, uh, but he kills that one dude. Oh, God, I don't I don't remember anybody's name, but like I don't know the like the long the long blonde haired guy, like like he's this I don't know third to last guy. Yeah, we'll call him Fen. Yeah, like a <laughs> Viking, Viking guy doesn't even feed on him, just obliterates him. So it's like, okay, so he just wasted that guy like for food. Like, well, that. at that point, he was you know they were almost there. He only had like three days left. And so he knew that he had to take them all out. Um, you know, I did. What I also like, though, about this is uh, Dracula killed the little kid. Yeah. And I was really concerned they're going to take the wussy way out. And, oh, he just got bit. And now they're going to try to save his life. And he wasn't really dead. But they no, they fucking killed that kid. <laughs> yeah, twice. Um, yeah. But also it was like, when like they drug it out like extra you know because mm-hmm. they make you think like oh he's actually gonna live and then like off screen they're like oh no he he's totally dead <laughs> like oh <laughs> okay and then yeah he burns up later but which is cool but like i think you could just gone from uh he died uh on the on the surface there and then just go to like this the funeral and then him burn yeah. up you know I, I i read the biggest complaint a lot of people had was it's uh bloated runtime and yeah, I think you could cut probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of it to make it more lean. But I still liked it. I like the I like the set design. I like the creature. Um even though the main character, I mean, uh Mr. Clemens, I thought he was a cool character and him explaining that because of the color of his skin, no one's giving him a fair chance to be a good doctor and uh I I like that stuff. Yeah, but the you know Dracula the movie and the book and even the beginning of the film sets up that you don't want to go on the Demeter because of what they saw and it's and at the end like there's only like two dead people on the ship you know what I mean because he obliterated that one guy um, the captain was tied to the uh, the wheel and then the gypsy lady and uh that dr clemens they get away yeah so there's, and not, go, there's not enough carnage on the ship to like just yeah that's like, what oh, i mean this... like because they set it up that you know at the beginning the one uh constable he's you know don't make me go back on that ship and like pretty sure 95 percent of the people were thrown overboard or something yeah because they had the cook guy who tried to get away and then dracula used his myth to get him on the lifeboat he threw the one dude who he obliterated into the water um the kid burned up they dumped the first guy dracula killed into the water too yeah um so yeah there's like what two or three bodies on board (laughs) which is like oh Uh, maybe these three people just like murder suicide each other because to me, if I was because this movie is already a like R rated, so it's already a hard R. I would have put like intestines on the wheel, um, like heads like stuck to the pikes or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to really scare people, and that was where my big because I really actually liked the movie and I had fun with it. But my biggest complaint is like that Doctor Clemens guy, like he gets an easy out and. Everybody else who falls under the spell of Dracula, um, 
like the the one dude who bangs his head against the door, you know, he can't control himself. But the one chick is just sitting on the debris from the Demeter and she says, yeah, I'm just going to die. And she goes <laughs> off and burns up and then he gets away. And um, and then they're in London at the end and Dracula doesn't even disguise his like visage. I mean, you're like, like, dude, you don't yeah. notice the dude who looks like a bat sitting in the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Look at that weird dude with like rich person clothes. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because uh, the, I totally, I totally the thought, one... oh, good. No, I was gonna say because the, the one lady says too that he disguises himself as a person. Why does he? Why does he keep the bat look on him while he's literally in a crowded pub? I don't understand. Yeah, I get maybe like to the audience he looks like the bat, so we just know quickly. But maybe in <laughs> the doctor's world, he actually does look like a human. But then, how would he recognize uh, him? I don't know. Yeah. Also, like they should just put Gary Oldman in there. I totally thought the doctor was also re- we're gonna find out at that moment that he was like changed his name to Van Helsing or something. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Like they're setting up the the Dark Avengers again. <laughs> I would I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, but also too, like the, the Doctor is smart, except for like three days before it crashes, they're like, "Oh, I think we're gonna actually finally search all these these uh, crates." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe we should have done that thirty days ago when you know uh, the first two people died. Yeah, it's like, a, like yeah, that ship was not that big. Like it looks big from the outside, but it's probably like what two a three-bedroom apartment or something yeah yeah but if you have nowhere to go for you know 30 days i mean what else are you gonna do what's i'm saying like how'd they not find dracula like you could have done it in a couple like probably within the hour you probably overturned it or everything and and found him you know then you could just explain like they didn't find him because he used this like a a glamoring effect or whatever like that's why they never found him but no they're just like Something's killing it, and I guess we're just gonna like go to sleep and hopefully wake back up for like the next couple days. And yeah, they never, they never found him. It's <laughs> all these weird yeah. crates in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just dud. Um, yeah, you know that's the hard thing. If you're gonna do a pre a prequel or a yeah, and you know how it's gonna end, like you know the Demeter's gonna show up and everybody's dead. Yeah, like I would just go balls to the wall. You know what I mean? I mean, there's parts in it that are pretty gory and cool, but like I said, I'd have it, intestines hanging off and heads stuck to things, and um, like just go for the straight hard R. Yeah, and also like make it a challenge, like some sort of challenge for the uh, people on the boat. Um, because yeah, they just kind of seemed like. Uh, really uh, uh, oblivious to everything and then they just get obliterated it's like it's like just you know watching like how's this person gonna die you know yeah like there's no you're, like you're just waiting for it there's no mental challenge to it it's like it's like you know people like the last ronin comic mm-hmm. but it's really just like five issues of like you could just get to see how your favorite turtles die <laughs> you know it's like I, I thought it was a cool comic you see the trailer they did for they're making a game on it I haven't, no. I know they're doing it, but I just haven't watched the trailer. Oh, wait till it's a little uh, farther along. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an announcement trailer, so it's it's really nothing, but... Yeah. But I, I wish there was, like, some more complex story going on than, like, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to just watch, like, oh, you know, how's this person going to bite it, you know? I just, I wanna, yeah. Like, like, I want somebody to be able to figure out something, or maybe have, like, a chance against Dracula, but now everyone here is pretty much like, I don't know what to do! <laughs> like you should probably just jump overboard really like I know. <laughs> like staying here is pretty dumb 
Cool. This is movie news. It's real news. So, you know, if I'm going to use movie news, of course, I'm going to just self-promote us. Um, our 600th episode is happening very soon. Very and soon. And you came up with a... I'm sorry? Oh, I said very soon. Yeah. Um, you came up with a cool idea. And so for the last 12 years, all of us here at Real Nerds have told the other nerds they need to watch a certain movie. And a lot of times they're just like, eh, fuck you. I don't care. And, um, <laughs> but for our 600th episode, we have finally compiled a list of all the movies we wanted the other nerds to watch. And how this is going to work, uh, is every, each one of us have picked 20 films and we each have to pick six films to watch. And it's totally random and we have to watch them and report back. Now, this, devolved from an idea of that we were going to pick a bunch of shitty movies for us to watch. Um, but it seemed that it was more fun to get the nerds that didn't watch movies that were recommended as well. So I think it's going to be a nice mixture of them. Um, yeah. Cause it's also going to celebrate, you know, the fact like, like we've gone to see a new movie every week and it's usually been like the big one. So, you know, not every week has just one movie. So we've ignored yeah. Uh, all these other like counter program movies. So this is our chance to go back through and see like, Hey, we missed this one. Like we, maybe, maybe we talked about it and what we've been watching, but we're actually going to like celebrate it and you know, push it to the forefront in this episode of yeah. 600th. Yeah. So it should be fun. Um, also to uh, buckle up because we still have to do a couple more retro film explosions that we'll be dropping. Um, so 2003, three in 2013 uh for our listeners out there if you can think of what you like from those movies that those years send them to us and we'll share them on the show um 600 episodes though that's a reason to celebrate i mean how many other podcasts do you know that have 600 episodes Uh, not very many and we actually have way more we just only number our movie ones that we see so yeah i think i uh uh, I saw some feed. It actually said we had 775 total nice. posted stuff. So nice. Yeah. But as far as like weekly episodes, yeah, it's, it's six, 600 coming soon, coming soon. And, um, if and you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure that you switch over because August 29th is the last day. Spotify will be active. Stitcher. Stitcher. Sorry. <laughs> Spotify. They don't, we're not on Spotify. They don't like us. Um, no, we're on Spotify. Are we? Yeah. I have us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Apple. So I guess I should subscribe to Spotify too. Um You don't have to. <laughs> I forget <laughs> what it was, but they like they they were doing something not cool. Um but we are on there. Um and then uh yeah, I'm I I don't know what I'm gonna do without Stitcher. Maybe just stick to Apple Podcasts, but like they don't yeah. have a good way of curating like I know a collection of things you like. You kinda just have to put each one on your on your feed and just find it yourself yeah like, it's not a good way to get new episodes you kind of just have to like oh i want to go to this podcast itself and then find the episodes yeah not cool agreed also we're gonna do a bonus episode of the selection correct of our 600th uh episode movies which 
I think it's going to be quite fun because I think some people are going to be very adamant about not seeing what they get. <laughs> well, they're going to have to. And I, I don't know how we're going to make sure they do. <laughs> I, I, it's funny when we put this idea forth, uh, kind of the last person to chime in was Corinne and she's going to participate, but I know she's terrified that she's going to have, she's going to get something, you know, return of the living dead or dawn or something of dawn of the dead. Um, or yeah. evil dead 2013. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, we'll see. Yeah. There's really we'll like, no, no, there's really no way to enforce it. You know, there's nothing to win and there's nothing to lose. Yeah. So, but it'd be um, just a dick move if they didn't. And I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's six. I picked six because it's the 600th episode, but I'm like, yeah. I'm wondering, can James do six episodes or six movies? Uh, he might not. Maybe. I weeks? mean, if we'll pull six films and if they can watch them, cool. If not, talk about the ones you did watch. I don't yeah. know. We'll figure it out. Um, and yeah, like, uh, yeah, if, if, if I, I'm making a general list, but if there's a movie like we just can't get a hold of, then. You know, we just redraw and pick another yeah. one. Because, I mean, I would never force somebody to pay to watch Jack Frost. But you know, <laughs> if, uh, um, if they can, you know, if I can meet up with them, I'll definitely let them borrow the Blu-ray. Yeah. But places like Tubi and uh, have like a wealth of free stuff. So, yeah, even Amazon, I've noticed if you can watch a lot of stuff with like they have free with ads. So. Yeah. And then I have like a bunch of indie stuff. I'm like, I really want you guys to see, but I'm like, where would, I don't know if there's a place you can get them. Like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I even have like the DVDs because they didn't put a DVD out of it. <laughs> so, well, so we'll like see. my old thing. I'm fixing to find out. Yep. So stay tuned for that. This is something we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch? Anything of note? I mean, a lot, a lot of different things. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, all new stuff. Um, wow. Do you want to do them all or I'll, I'll, um, ran, I'll, I'll repeat them off and then you can pick from them. Sure. Um, I watched Jennifer's body for the mm. first time, Meg to the trench, uh, toxic Avenger part two jewels. And my stepmother is an alien. Which one do you think will be the most fun to talk about? <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Jennifer's body is a fun film, but you know, I did not care for it. I mean, I guess <laughs> I get it's campiness, but, um, I guess I just didn't appreciate. Like, I, I didn't see like the high falutin, like, oh, it's actually this kind of movie type thing. It just felt like, yeah, um, yeah, it just felt like just general silliness um, and like not like a direct clear vision to me. Um, yeah, it, it, like uh, what's his name? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson shows up in the movie. And it kind of feels like he showed up for a comedy. Uh, and like a lot of the other like, like a lot of the rest of the movie is funny, like a comedy. But it's also I don't know how to describe it. It's just so weird. It is a weird one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say uh, the one I want to talk about was Toxic Avenger 2 because they just released images from the remake that they're doing. Yeah. So what? Uh, tell me about Toxic Avenger 2. <laughs> it really feels like uh, like 
the jackass version of Toxic Avenger, like <laughs> you know, all of this like bunny like runs through Japan skits from Jackass. Like that's what the, yeah. this movie feels like because uh, they shoot like one scene here in the woods where the the center for the blind blows up, and then Toxic goes <laughs> to Japan to find his dad, and it's really just like him walking through the streets, like just interacting with stuff, um, <laughs> like just uh. Like they were on vacation and they just shot this dude in a Toxic Avenger suit, just interacting with people. Um, yeah, and then he tracks down his dad, and there's like this whole uh, evil organization, what are they called? Like Anarchy or something. Shoot, I just watched it too. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to take over uh, Tromaville back in New Jersey, and then yeah, I forget, like, what about. Toxie's dad is going to help him do that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous, and yeah, gory <laughs> and uh, just random uh, nudity everywhere, and yeah, yeah, all, it sounds all, like a trauma film. All the trauma staples are, in it. and it's it's fun. <laughs> it's definitely their like pinnacle of filmmaking is the Toxic Avenger series. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, on how this get made, they uh, reviewed this. Uh, I think it's 1988. Yeah, 1988 um, movie with Dan Aykroyd and Kim Basinger called "My Stepmother's an Alien," uh, and introducing I, Allison Hannigan. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember this movie because it seems like I think I saw it on ABC or something. Yeah, it's when I was yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, the effects are terrible. Um, uh, Kim Basinger is just this extraterrestrial who uh, visits Earth because uh, NASA guy Dan Aykroyd and John Lovitz uh, created this, I don't know, space space signal that uh, traveled to her planet and activated something that's going to kill their planet. And so Kim Basinger and her, and her like alien inside her purse character come and uh, learn about Earth culture and try to find out like how to recreate the signal and... Uh, like uh, Kim Basinger's charming because she's just being like goofy, silly. Like I don't know how food works, you know, type like stuff. And uh, uh, but the weird part is like creepy. Like Dan Aykroyd's a widower, and so he meets her at this party. Instantly, like wants to marry her and does. Um, and uh, like it feels like everything happens over the span of like three days. Um, weird. and Alison Hannigan finds out that like she's drinking the battery acid out of the car batteries. I have to prove to <laughs> dad that she's not who she says she is. And, um, yeah. And then her, like, as you're culture... explaining this, I'm just thinking of Tracy Morgan from Jay and silent Bob. I don't know what the fuck you just said, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're special. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, then speaking of aliens, I watched this, uh, really recent movie called jewels with, uh, Ben Kingsley and, um, Oh shoot. Jane Curtin. um, hmm. Uh, ben Kingsley is this. Uh, it, it's very much like Robot and Frank vibes, uh, except uh, it's never a robot. It's a uh, actual extraterrestrial, and then uh, you know, there's no heist. It's just uh, Ben Kingsley's an old man, and he might be losing his mind uh, to to uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, but this saucer crashes in his backyard, and no one believes him, and he's totally sort of chill about it, <laughs> and invites the alien to live with him, and. Uh, then uh, his other elderly friends from the neighborhood find out about it and they try to 
help the alien and then they realize they have to keep the secret because the government that's how it happens in movies once the the alien gets out of the public the government shows up and uh it ends so weirdly like it's a pretty decent time but the the ending is just like a complete thud um where he's like you know i don't want to wither away like i don't want my daughter to see me wither away so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna go with the alien um and then uh they, uh, the alien takes him to a quarry and drops him off because they're trying to escape the government. And then he's like, you know what? Actually, I, I want to stick this out. And then like, it's like three scenes of like, it just dissolves to um, him back at home, like talking to his, like a quick conversation with his, his friends. And then it cuts to him back in his living room at night. And then like outside, you see the rays of like, oh, the saucer came back. Uh, and it's like what <laughs> <laughs> like what does this mean I don't, why, why did they do it this way you could have just ended it two scenes ago um, <laughs> well they so, wanted the uh, return of the king thing you know yeah that's like exactly I was thinking it's like okay we're doing this Lord of the Rings thing like like you didn't do a reconciliation with the daughter at all you just yeah I was like this is a weird way to edit this ending it, it almost felt like the whole movie felt like oh wait, this idea for this story, but we're not really sure where to go with it. Cause like at one point, yeah. uh, one of the friends like, is trying to teach like this community, like elderly person talks with a young person. We can just like exchange ideas and things. And like, she invites this one guy over and he turns out to be stealing from her. And then when she f- figures it out, he tries to like strangle her. And then the alien has mind powers, like telekinetic mind powers and just explodes his head from what? like, <laughs> yeah, from Ben Kingsley's house. Like he can just sense it. Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over the map, and then like Jane Curtin to, like sings "Freebird" in the middle of it for like a really long scene. Um, actually, I think sure. it's during that scene. Um, yeah, it's kind of a mess, but wow, pretty charming before that. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. Except for the the best thing I watched this week, which you have to see, is a movie called Theater Camp. Oh, I do want to see that really bad. Have you seen the trailer for it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, for everyone listening, it's this uh, mockumentary about a fictional you know, summer camp for theater kids. And it's uh, it's just fun watching all these cliches about kids theater. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's And it's kind of like a window into like the adult world, too, because all the counselors, you know, the everyone thinks they're great. Like everyone that's in this camp thinks they're great. And they're uh at the same time, like they're being um, like someone's uh, a rival camp is trying to take them over, but they're just like a regular camp because uh, they really just want their land. Um, so, yeah, like the the person who founded the camp, uh, it falls into a coma and then her son has to manage it uh, in the interim. And he's like, a, you know, like a YouTube TikTok douche bro. <laughs> Yeah, well, who um, is that guy? Like, I've seen him in other stuff, but I can't place him in the trailer. He's like uh, in Twenty Two Jump Street. He's one of the the friends of. Uh, yeah, that's where he's from. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in other stuff since then. But yeah, like yeah, he's great in it, and um, yeah, like it, really everyone is. Uh, but yeah, it's just this, this fun little documentary. If you're like, if you've ever been been in theater, you just like see all these archetypes of people and stuff, and um, it's it's mockumentary style, so it's uh, um, you know, it's it's, it's piece together like you're watching uh like someone filming them for the weekend you know so yeah, yeah. um yeah i'm gonna try to sneak away and see that and talk to me this week um because i think laura's off the next three or four days and uh, my kid will be a 
in bed early because he has school. So I have nothing to do. So I'm going to try to run and see it. Yeah, definitely put that on your list. It's one of my favorite things this year. So nice. What'd you watch? Uh, just a couple things. Um, <laughs> the first thing I watched, did you know that Jackass made a Shark Week uh, thing? I think I heard that, but I haven't seen it. Um, so there's two of them. And I mean, they're toned down, obviously, because you can tell they're made for discovery. Like recently um, or? Yeah, super recent because uh, Poopies and all the other new guys are in it. Okay. Um, and what's really fascinating on the first one is their big stun at the end is they're going to literally jump the shark. So they set up this ramp and Poopies is on a wakeboard and he's going to jump over a bunch of sharks. And he goes on the ramp and he crashes and one of the sharks attack him, like legit attack him. And well, he can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. And he almost lost his hand. Like it severed two arteries in his hand. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's fucked up. And like they they show him being saved and they're swimming him back to the boat. And there's literally a trail of blood following him. And they had to this one guy did a backflip to share scare the sharks away from him. It's fucking insane. <laughs> so um so the, the next one is they're trying to get him to go back out because I guess he liked to surf and he was too obviously terrified to go back in the water. And um, the big stunts is they were simulating what it was like for him to get bit by the shark, but like one one hundredth of the pressure. So Knoxville punches his hand into this like fake shark and it clamps on it. Um, but the best bit is they had um, Dark Shark who was, um, what's that one kid whose dad was the felon um, from yeah, Jackass I forget, Forever? I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Is it about. Jasper? Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's back, and they have the shark expert with them, and they made this like clear boat, and they're doing an experiment to see if they shot electric magnetic pulses in the water, the shark would swim away, but they also put an electric shock collar around his neck. And so every time he pushed it, Wee Man would hit the shot collar. <laughs> How did he's he like, not know that it was a shot collar? <laughs> well, I don't know. Because he gets shocked the first couple of times. He's like, yo, yo, hook this up, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Like, um, like if anyone put on, on Jackass put something around my neck, I got to assume it's a shot collar. Oh, totally. And then they make Wee Man touch an electric eel and shit. <laughs> it's just like. Like they're they're a little toned down, and there's and they actually have some real science behind the sharks and stuff, which is cool. Um, but it's just kind of <laughs> it's just jackass doing Shark Week, which well, the one thing I do like about algorithms because I like stupid shit like that. That Max, my streaming service, is like, yeah, Yo, you watch Harley Quinn and all the stupid shit. You probably like Jackass, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I watched uh, Jackass Shark Week, both episodes. Those are pretty fun. Um, oh, Max, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe that Poopy's really got, I mean, legit shark attacked and is on camera and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, those are fun. And the other thing I watched is the Resident Evil franchise puts out these CGI movies that follow the characters from the games. In fact, a lot of the voice actors in the movies are the voice actors from the game. And 
uh, the new one is called uh, Death Island, and it takes place, oh, man, I want to say 10 years after Resident Evil 2, um, where the world's kind of getting back to normal. But there's a new uh, T-virus zombie outbreak, and they're trying to figure out who it is. And the big sell in this one is they bring together all the big stars, quote-unquote, from the game. So it's kind of the Avengers endgame of Resident Evil movies. Um, and the story is really flimsy. It's called Death Island because some guy on Alcatraz is delivering this bioweapon to turn people into zombies through um, microscopic uh, like nanotechnology. So they don't even have to be bit to turn into zombies. And the action in it's pretty cool. The only bummer is is this movement still it looks like it's like a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 movement. So sometimes it looks weird. I mean, the v- character models are incredible, but the movement, you know what I mean, just doesn't look right. Is um, recent? Yeah, it came out oh. like two weeks ago. Oh. Um, but I mean, the character models look incredible. Well, some of them. Chris Redfield looks a little weird because they jack him up, but um, but it's fun. <laughs> and um at the end, all the heroes team up to fight this super monster and they don't explain how, but they all have these huge weapons and rocket launchers that they're pulling out of like thin air. I have no idea where they get them, um, (laughs) but they're just (laughs) shooting this monster with it. And it's basically showing each main character doing something cool. You know what I mean? And one is Chris and Leon have this bazooka that only both of them can hold. Well, don't forget, Jill has a plasma gun that she randomly finds. I'm like, what the fuck is this place? Um, but yeah, it's uh, fun. <laughs> it's a nice diversion. I guess um, they're like, it, let's make it as close to the game as possible, where they just, yeah, fight. Oh, it totally is. That's all I could think of, because, you know, when you fight the huge monsters at the end of Resident Evil, usually you run around and you have to weaken them with your own weapons. And then eventually someone will fly overhead with you and say, here, use this, and they throw a rocket launcher down to you. Um, and that's the vibe I got. I was like, oh, they're just a, like embracing the craziest part of the games, you know? Um, and that, it was fun. Um, and, I mean, some of the, the action is really cool, and the violence is cool. Um, but I will say, you do have to know Resident Evil lore to watch it, I think, to enjoy it. Because they go pretty deep on some of the video game lore. They they even have somewhere... Uh, well, I guess if you've seen the movies. So Jill Valentine, it's Resident Evil 5, is like her mind is taken over by the bad guy. Um, and they mention that in this. You have to know each of their roles in the games. Or you might be lost by their specialties. So... You do have to be versed in Resident Evil, I think, to enjoy it. But it's fun. And, I mean, they're, they, they're more in the Resident Evil vein than the movies. Besides the relaunch movie, I thought it was pretty close to Resident Evil. But, you know, the Mila Hovovich ones where it's, I don't know what they are. They're just <laughs> set piece to set piece. Yeah, it sounds like they just, uh, like, hey, what if the cutscenes from the game were just a movie? Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And so as a fan, I like, you know, the movie, but I think 
to recommend it to a non-fan is kind of a no-starter, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, because you have to like like the games to even understand what the fuck's going on. But it looks cool, and the action's fun, and they kill lots of zombies in gross ways. So, and that's what I watched this week. Cool. Um, next week is Blue Beetle, um, which should be fun. Unless you want to see Strays instead. Uh, I want to see both, but what's after next week? Um, I think there is another movie. I think, um, just for our sanity, we should try to schedule a film explosion soon because, um, we still have two more and then the year end one and there's only three months left in the year pretty much. Yeah. Well, I don't think I want to do any film explosions before 600. Cause that's going to be a yeah, big deal. I know. Well, I was looking ahead. I think the two weeks after 600 is there's no new films coming out that week if i remember correctly yeah. so so i'm saying like if we can do blue beetle next week and then strays the week after that takes yeah, yeah. us to okay. 598 yeah and then yeah we can probably do something like that cool but yeah so yeah blue beetle next week um we'll see you at the movies bye Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.